0: Before we jump into the show, I want to let you in on a little secret. In fact, it's the best-kept teacher secret that I've come across in a long time, and I want everyone to know about it. For years, I would drive to my local print shop to have classroom decorations and resources that I created printed off in color. Not only did this cost me a lot of money, 56 cents a page to be exact, But it was such a hassle and a waste of time to drive all the way over to the print shop, often on a weekly basis, and wait for my order to be complete. That's why I was thrilled when I came across the HP Instant Ink program. HP Instant Ink is the perfect membership for teachers who do a lot of printing in black and white or even color. And they want to be able to do so for only a few dollars each month. Using an Instant Ink approved printer, I got mine for under 100 bucks. you can print your classroom resources right at home for as little as $2.99 a month. They have several plans to choose from to meet your printing needs. And the best part? Instant Ink keeps track of your printing ink levels and will ship you new ink before you run out so that you never go low on ink in the middle of a project. This program has been a lifesaver for me and has saved me so much time and money, so I couldn't keep it a secret any longer. Right now, you can get a free month of instant ink to get started. Just go to classroomnook.com forward slash instant ink to get all the details. Happy printing! Well, hey there, welcome to another episode of the Classroom Commute Podcast. Again, I am Rachel, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that wherever you are, it is sunny and you are having a wonderful summer so far. And speaking of summer, we are almost done with our summer teacher challenge, Getting Your Year in Gear. For the past four weeks, we have focused on one major theme when it comes to back to school planning. We have covered things like designing your classroom and getting your classroom organized and planning and prepping for long-range plans to use throughout the school year. And last week, we talked about incorporating some of the best instructional practices and strategies into your teaching this year. And finally, today, we're going to wrap up this challenge with talking about ways that you can build a positive classroom community with your students. But before I get started with that, if you have not been doing the challenge with us because you maybe have just found this podcast or you're just tuning in after a little bit of a hiatus from ending the school year, no worries. You can still sign up for the challenge. It's a completely free challenge that I host with my friend Mary Beth from Brainwaves Instruction. And there is no time better than the present. So if you are ready to get your school year in gear, then make sure you sign up for the challenge. It's completely self-paced so you can start whenever you're ready. You can get all the details at classroomnook.com forward slash year in gear. And I will get you set up and running with getting your year in gear. All right, today we're going to talk about something that is really, really, really important when it comes to preparing for the school year, but it might be something that a lot of teachers overlook when they're planning for back-to-school. It's easy to forget about this one element of your back-to-school planning because you're so consumed with getting your classroom ready and making your long-range plans and prepping those back-to-school activities and crafts that you're going to have your students do. But this is one big thing that you are not going to want to skip focusing on when it comes to back to school planning. And that is building a positive classroom community. Now more than ever, with everything that's gone on over the past few months, it is more important than ever that we work to establish positive classroom communities. And that may be a positive classroom community in your actual physical classroom or your virtual classroom if you have to do some virtual teaching this year. So as you're planning those back-to-school activities, don't forget to plan for how you're going to build a classroom community. And I'm going to help you out today with some strategies and some tips for doing just that. Everything that we're going to talk about today is going to be over at the show notes at ClassroomNook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 26, where you can get all of the details and any of the resources that I mentioned in today's episode. All right, let's dive right in. Building a positive classroom community begins before the school year even starts. Yep, don't wait till that first day of school to establish the first connections with your students and their families. In fact, I have several ways that I want to encourage you to establish connections before the school year even starts. And they're simple but powerful ways. The first way is to just make a simple phone call. Touch base with each family. Ask them if they have any questions about your classroom or about the grade that you're teaching. Ask them if they have any individual concerns about their student or their child that they're sending into your classroom so that you can address any of those concerns before the school year even starts and you can get ahead of it. Instead of a phone call or in addition to a phone call, you can send a letter home to your students. A lot of teachers do this. They make one letter and they send it to all of their students. You might even write a little individual note, but you can make one main letter to send out to your class to introduce yourself, introduce your hobbies, tell them some things that they can look forward to in your classroom just to get them excited about being in your classroom. And along the same lines, in addition to that letter that you send home about yourself, put in that note a stamped envelope so that they can write you a letter back and have it addressed to the school so that it goes right to your school mailbox. And then you can get to know your students a little bit as well. If your students are physically returning to your classroom in the fall, then perhaps you can invite families to come in and take a class tour before the school year starts. Arrange for students to come in on a specific morning or afternoon look around in your classroom. This will really help to maybe ease any of the anxiety that maybe students are feeling about starting a new school year. You can see their faces, they can see yours, and it just helps to, again, establish that initial connection with the students and their families. This doesn't have to be a time where you have to formally teach anything or do anything like you might at open house. Just invite them into your classroom, have a look around. It can only be a few minutes and that's all that it takes. So first and foremost when building your classroom community is to establish the connection before the school year starts. Once your students are in the classroom, make sure that your classroom is a positive place to be. You should have positive messaging throughout your classroom. This could include having quote posters throughout your classroom with positive messages on it. I actually have some positive quote posters up in our members resource library that you can get for free and you can do that at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 26 and I will give you the link to get those posters. But the idea is that you want to live and breathe positivity in your classroom with your students and quote posters are a great way to do that. But of course it doesn't stop there. In addition to having the positive messaging throughout your classroom, you yourself need to teach positivity in your classroom and teach kindness and growth mindset in your classroom. And this is all done intentionally. It's not something that we need to keep on the back burner. It's something that we need to put out in the forefront and teach explicitly to our students. I did an entire episode all about teaching kindness to your students and lots of tips and strategies to do that. And I will link to that episode in the show notes. But make it sure that teaching kindness gets on your to-do list this year because it is super essential to building a positive classroom community. Another way to build positive classroom community is to encourage students to work together for a common goal. It could be something simple as working together to earn a pajama day or extra recess or something like that. But when students work together, they learn to encourage each other. They learn to understand that they have a part in their classroom and that it's their responsibility along with everybody else's to make sure that they are doing their part to be a positive member of their community. And you can use very simple things like a marble jar that students work together to fill up so that every time you see a positive. Behavior, you put marbles in the jar. Or another thing that I like to do is mystery puzzles, and you have a picture of something that represents their reward or their goal. For example, you might have a picture of a pizza slice if students are working towards earning a pizza party. And over top of the picture of the pizza slice, you put little post it notes that cover the entire picture. And then every time you see positive behavior from a group of students or an individual student, you remove one of those post-it notes off of the mystery picture. And the picture of what they're going to be earning is revealed the more that they show positive behavior. You can even put specific things on the post-it note that you want to see happen in order to have that post-it note removed. For example, on one post-it, you might write, gets a compliment while walking in the hallway. So when a teacher compliments your class for walking positively and quietly and nicely down the hallway, you remove that post-it note and students get to see just a portion of what they're working towards together to earn. It's just a fun way to get students working together towards a common goal. In addition to focusing on positive behavior and working together as a classroom, it's also important to celebrate student learning in order to build a positive classroom community. And this includes the little things that they do in their learning and the big things that they do. When a student finally has that aha moment, or they go up a reading level that they've been working on, or they've finished a writing piece that they've been working on for the past month, those are the things that you wanna really celebrate with your students. And you wanna celebrate them on an individual level as well as a whole class level. Especially those students who struggle academically, the more you can celebrate their accomplishments, the more encouraged they're going to feel. And there are lots of ways that you can do this. Two of my favorites are one, to have a walk the red carpet event. And this can be done as often as you want and it doesn't have to take any preparation. When I say red carpet, you don't actually have to have a red carpet or you could get red butcher paper and lay that out. But essentially, each week or each month, however often you're doing it, you choose several students that you want to kind of highlight as having a celebration win for that week or that month. And you have them, quote unquote, walk the red carpet. You can play some fun music like that song Celebrate. And you can have students walk across while you announce their accomplishment to the class. They can take a bow. And it's just really fun for students to be highlighted in that way and acknowledged in front of their classmates. You can also do something simple like have students wear accomplishment necklaces. I love doing this in my classroom because it's very simple to do and it's really impactful for the students. So, for example, if you're working on having your students memorize their math facts for multiplication, and you do those timed quizzes, then perhaps if they pass one of their quizzes, they can wear an accomplishment necklace that says something like, I'm a math facts master. And these are necklaces that you can reuse over and over. So create a set of generic necklaces and laminate them so that students can wear them for the day and kind of feel extra special for that day. Other necklaces might include... My writing rocks, or I went up a reading level, or I rocked the test, or even something simple like my teacher thinks I'm awesome. If you see a student that could just use a little boost, you could give them a necklace like that. And finally, building a positive classroom community extends beyond your four walls in your classroom. In fact, it's just as important to establish positive relationships with your students' families as it is with the students themselves. So it's important that we communicate regularly with our students' families with positive messages as well. This can include sending a note home to your students to tell about something great that their child did in class, or making a quick phone call to check in with families or to tell them of something great that their child did in class. If we're only reaching out to families when there's a problem, we're doing it wrong. A positive community is just that. It's everybody involved in your student's life as it relates to your school and their home life. And speaking of home life, here is a bonus tip. If your students are involved in sports or music or something outside of school, make a note to attend a recital or a sporting event or something that lets your student know that they are important to you and that they're worth celebrating and being a part of their life in and out of school. All right, there you have it. My best tips for establishing a positive classroom community. And here they are one more time. The first tip is to establish connections before the school year starts. The second tip is to make your classroom a positive place to be. The third tip is to encourage students to work together for a common goal. The fourth tip is to celebrate learning The big wins as well as the small wins. And finally, the fifth tip is to build a positive relationship with your students' families. Remember, building a positive classroom community should not be the last thing on your to-do list when it comes to planning for back to school. In fact, it should be right at the top and just as important as everything else that you're planning for a new school year. All right, guys, make sure that you check out the show notes at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 26 for everything that we talked about today. If you have not yet signed up for the Getting Your Year in Gear free teacher summer challenge, make sure that you do that at classroomnook.com forward slash year in gear. It will be the best decision that you made this summer in planning for your school year. This episode wraps up our series on the Getting Your Year in Gear teacher summer challenge themes. If you missed any of the other themes on classroom design and organization and planning and preparing and instructional strategies and all the good stuff, make sure you check out episodes 22, 23, 24, and 25 to get caught up as well as sign up for that teacher summer challenge. All right, same time, same place next week. I'll see you then. Take care. Bye for now.